Hey, welcome to How to Be a Texan, everybody. We're talking about poker and gambling tonight. Poker and gambling. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> and Kendra's coming to the rescue. So, Andrew's here. Hey, Andrew, how are you? Oh, I'm good. Hey, Andrew. You been playing any poker or doing any gambling lately? I'm actually playing Tetris right now. Tetris is awesome. Well, thanks for being so invested in the episode. Hey, what was your favorite video game growing up, Kevin? Uh, Pong. No, Pong, no, for real? I'm, no, I'm just kidding. That was the most boring game ever. Wow. Uh, no, maybe like Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong was awesome. Yeah. I love Donkey Kong. You know the best game that I, I played? It was called Moon Patrol. You remember oh. that game? No. I was just really good at it. No. I could play for like one quarter at Crystal's Pizza Palace. I could play for an hour. <laughs> All right. So, hey, tonight I thought we'd, uh, uh, we'd talk about the, uh, the game Texas Hold'em. Texas Hold'em. Yeah. And why is that unique about being how to be a Texan? We're, we're talking about Texan. Yeah. Why is that unique? It originated in Texas. Really? And then, yeah. You started sure? here. You sure Absolutely about that? sure. Positive. And then it somehow it was called Hold'em. It wasn't called Texas Hold'em. Right. It was called Hold'em. Yeah, it was. Ended up in Vegas somehow. The Golden Nugget was the first place to actually, you know, put Hold'em in. Okay. And because it came from Texas, they named it Texas Hold'em. Right. 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 I mean, that's what everybody thinks. I mean, they're not exactly sure where it originated, but ninety nine point nine percent certain. I'll go with that. Here. I'll go with that ninety nine. I so I came I triangulated your fact pattern here. And so I went with a different source and that was Wikipedia dot org. <laughs> Okay, I went with. I'm looking at Andrew as I'm giving my citation, <laughs> and I <laughs> so passive aggressive. And I went with uh, PokerExpress.net. Yeah, you have to look at him when you say that. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, PokerExpress.net, <laughs> Wikipedia.org. So Texas Hold'em, it, it triangulates your fact pattern here, and it says around 1900 the game came up itself. And it came up the Texas legislator attributed the origin to a town called Robstown, Texas. You know, just crazy. Do you have any idea where Robstown is? I don't. It's a suburb of Corpus Christi. Oh, I even, wow. I don't even know Corpus had suburbs, especially in either. 1900. I don't either. Whatever. It's at Robstown's a suburb. It's just all, off to the west side of Corpus. Mm hmm. If you're ever going to there. And then and then it's sure enough, it, so they're playing it from 1900, and then in 1959, it shows up in Vegas. 67. 59. I've got 59 as the first sighting of Hold'em in Vegas at oh. the California Club. Oh, this is by Doyle Brunson. I don't know who Doyle is. You're right. I'm just telling you. <laughs> there, was a, there was a sighting in 59, and then there was a group of Texans sitting around in Vegas during that time from about 59 to 67. I don't know why these Texans are there. So here's what it says on poker.net or pokerexpress.net. It does say in 59. Okay, so three guys kind of brought it to Vegas. Crandall Addington. Okay, yeah. Doyle Brunson. Yeah. And I love this name. Amarillo Slim. That's a good <laughs> that name. That sounds like a gambler. Amarillo Slim. I don't appreciate that name, Crandall. Crandall Addington. Crandall app. No, I know a Crandall. So they brought it to Vegas. They brought it to Vegas. And they 
Addington saw the game in 1959. Okay. He saw it then, but okay. they officially brought it and set it up in the Golden Nugget in 1967. Oh, I see. So we're kind of both right. Uh, no, I was confirming your fact pattern. It's all good. So we're good. Uh, so that's it. Started around 1900, and then around in the 60s, it became popular in Vegas. Now tell me now, what is the popularity of this game, Texas Hold'em? Oh, it's huge. It's the poker game, yeah, the game. in the planet. Yeah. So when they have the World Series of Poker, this is what they play. That's what they're playing, yeah. Yeah. And so um, uh, more of a statement, I want to ask this question, because you don't really play it, and I don't really play it, right? Mm. So we're not really. And Andrew's played a little bit, so he's scavenged around the edges of a little Hold'em, yeah. right? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So it's fun, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so you know kind of the basics of the game. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I know the basics. I've played it. I've played it some, but I, I, mean, I've played it. I would be yeah. dangerous if I like tried to actually go and win or lose money on it. So the Golden Nugget was the first hotel I ever stayed at in Vegas. Oh, really? And the first casino I ever went to in Vegas. Okay, okay. That's it fun. It was me and Kendra. We went with uh, my uncle and his wife, and they... Who, he's a big poker player. Oh, he's a big poker player. My dad was yeah, a big poker, big poker huge player. poker player. Yeah, so we went to Vegas with him, stayed at the Golden Nugget. I lost, like, I don't know, $50 in, like, two minutes. Okay. I'm not I'm not kidding. I believe it. So we all went to the casino, we kind of split up, and I started doing the slot machine, and, and suddenly, like, my money was gone. You're, you're done. So I went and found the group, and, you know, they were still playing, you know, and... It, <laughs> They looked at me and they're like, Kevin, why is your hair standing straight up on the front of your head? <laughs> and I guess I was going like, oh my gosh, I can't believe Just I lost threw the away money. 50 bucks. Yeah. That was my first experience in Vegas. So mine was, I, I went out, my sister Karen lived in uh, Sacramento for 25 years, and I went out to see them a couple of weeks. Um, when I was a young man, probably 23, 24, something like that. And she loaned me her car. She had to work. She loaned me her car. I drove from Sacramento up to South Lake Tahoe. And I went to Harrah's there. And I took $300. And I said, I'm going to go in this casino and I'm going to gamble. And I won. I won several hundred dollars. And that was mm-hmm. the worst thing you could do is the first experience is being a winner. Yeah. And now you think, oh, I'm, I can win every time. Well, you yeah. can't. I don't, yeah. I don't know if I've ever won since then, and I've only been a handful of times. No, I've intentionally stayed away from gambling. Yeah, me too. Because you know my personality? Yeah. Like, like I'm, I like go all in on stuff, and I, <laughs> I don't ever want to go into gambling. Well, like I, I would like bet the house. Yeah. <laughs> now, I've been back several times where, you know, you, you try things. But the fun thing was is my dad was a huge poker player, and he was quite good. Now, the one gift that he gave me was the ability for me to have a poker face. Mm-hmm. And so whether I'm happy or I'm extremely upset, my dad gave, I think it's a genetic thing, that he gave me a poker face where I can hold it no matter what. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I do think that's a gift. But he would go in and he would work on tells and he'd work on facial expression or tics or whatever. And that was a big deal for him. Hmm. Wow. And so, so he I was would, serious. I took, serious well, and he, he believed know. he could make money off of yeah. it. So he had a real, I would say, an addiction. And he played a lot as a young man and as a middle-aged man. And then finally he basically told my mother that he was going to get out of it. So what we what we do, like when we go to Vegas or something, is we, number one, I go in with the mindset that I'm going to lose. 
Yeah, right. I'm gonna lose. I don't, I don't go in thinking I'm gonna win. And I say three hundred dollars, no yeah, matter what. That's what I, we do. I take three hundred dollars, and I'm yeah. like, this is entertainment money. I'm gonna throw it yeah. away, and it's. And we'll do like a hundred bucks a day or something. Yeah, and just you know, right. When that's gone, we're we're done. And I'll play blackjack or you know whatever, which, which is pretty fun. Now the yeah. nice thing is, if you can play poker, and you can stay in there. Then, then it can last a long time. Mm-hmm. You can get in a game and it can last 10 hours or more Yeah, if you can stay in it. I've never done that. I've got a brother-in-law and he goes all the time and he, he does very well. He'll mm-hmm. stay in overnight and whatever. My uncle does that too. He yeah. goes all the time up to Windstar just to practice, but then he'll do like stuff in Vegas. Yeah. Like when we're on the cruise ship, he's playing Texas Hold'em on the cruise ship. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he's really good at it too. So so let's go back to the the genesis of why, te- and then we'll get into a little bit of the rules of it, and then we'll be done with it. Mm-hmm. But um, why is because there's a ton of different poker games, and so I grew up and you know in college and whatever we'd sit around and play cards and we'd play poker just for fun for pennies and nickels, you know nothing. But there's all these games, you know, there's, um, you know, five card stud, seven card stud, um, you know, draw poker, uh, and then ultimately Texas Hold'em. So mm-hmm. do you know the reason why Texas Hold'em has become so incredibly popular? It started like the popularity took off during the 2000s. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of it was because of television. Mm-hmm. So they started televising the World Series of Poker events, and right. those guys are playing te- Texas Hold'em, and it was like, oh, wow, that's cool. Also, the internet, you can get on, and you can play online now. Right. And and my uncle does that, too. Like, he has online groups that he, that he plays with. Well, there are apps and, now where all these apps are available where you can play for real money or, or fake money. Yeah. On your iPhone, yeah. if you wanted to. And it was during this time in the 2000s when uh, they replaced seven-card stud. Mm-hmm. Before that, seven-card stud was the most popular pop- uh, poker game. Right. And it was during this era in the 2000s with the internet. And I don't know if you remember, but I mean, we used to watch it too. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was just fantastic. And uh, well, yeah, so it replaced seven card stud as the most popular game. Yeah, because you have these really period. interesting personalities, and they wear the crazy glasses and the hats, and yeah. I mean, they just look—they're just crazy. Did you ever see the guy that wore the glasses that looked like uh, eyeballs? A little, not eyeballs. It looked like a little, um, you know, like on the Twilight Zone when it's that twirling <laughs> thing that you're being sucked into. Yeah. There's this one poker player that would wear those glasses like that. Okay? Oh, my God. And so one time I was at a sales conference, and I was doing a presentation for like you know 500 people, right? I'm up on stage, and you know, I'm kind of going through my thing, and I look out, and one of the guys on my team, he's close enough to where I can see him, and he's got those stupid glasses <laughs> on just to like mess with me. Freak you yeah, out. It was hilarious. That would have been perfect. So I called him out. I called him out from the stage. Nice. <laughs> it's like, hey, you. Nice glasses. Yeah. yeah. So great. Yeah. But okay. yeah, so all that stuff was going on. And yeah, yeah that added fuel to the fire. But so, before that, Seven Card Stub was the most popular poker game. Well, when you go back to basic poker, and, and the reason why Hold'em has become so popular is because it is it has four rounds of betting, and it's a much more strategic game. And because when you think of regular poker, you go back to the most base game, and that's five-card uh, draw. draw. And and in draw, you get literally dealer deals you, me and Andrew, five cards. You look at them, you make an initial bet, 
you throw away however many cards you want and you get those back and then you bet and you have your kind of showdown at that time and winner takes all. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's draw. And so you have basically two betting opportunities and not a long time to really lead up to a lot of strategy in the game. With Texas Hold'em, it's it's different because just for those of you that don't have any clue on the game at all, and I'm no expert. Matter of fact, I'm an idiot, but I'm enough to I'm smart enough to read this. In that the game it's is played with everybody is dealt two cards down. So you those are your two cards that everybody gets. That may be a sound clip that appears in a future episode, by the way. What's that? I'm an idiot, but I'm smart enough to read this. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> Whatever. Sorry, that's how my mind works. There's all kinds all of stuff going drops. on. It's all going on. Yeah, yeah, here. yeah. Okay, yeah, well, multiple I'm threads going on. Happy over. to give you plenty of drops. Oh, so, yeah. so in the game itself, you get everybody gets two cards down to begin with, and you can bet on that. That's your first round. Of, and and so, hold on. Let me get the actual betting rounds because this to me is pretty interesting. You have uh, that's the pre-flop. So those are your two cards down, and then you start getting. You get three cards up, right? Mm -hmm. And that's called the flop. And then you bet on that. So that's betting around number two. So then you've got five cards total that you, you can start playing with. And then all the players, so the three of us would start playing with those five, two down, three up. And then your, your third round of betting is called the turn. And that's. So wait a second. How many cards are shared? Three? Five. Five or shared. You've got two down, got, five up. You got two of your own. Out okay. of those seven total cards, you have to pick five of those and bet your and you're betting in the showdown. In the end, you're betting that your five are better than anybody else's five. Wait, wait, are we? T wait, I'm not following. There's seven cards total on the board. You have your two, or I guess on the table, not on the board. Yeah. You have your two, and then the dealer lays out five cards. Five cards, yeah. And then you have to pick five cards from that. Those, oh, those five see. are community okay. cards. You know what gotcha. I mean? Because like a flush is only five cards, There's or five straight is only five cards. There's five community cards, but you only use three of those. Yeah. You so, can construct well, a hand out no, of three of those you, plus your or two. Or you can you use can four use, of those and one of yours. You can oh. use all five if you want oh, to. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Gotcha. So gotcha. It, okay. So it goes back to the base game of, of draw poker. Where you got five cards. Five. Okay. Your suit is made up of five cards. And so when we go to suits, and so back to who wins. And so when you look at the basic, uh, the, the poker hands from highest to lowest, you go from royal flush to straight flush. And, and royal flush is, you know, an ace high. And, and that was when the, the origin of the game in the 59 to 60 Ace high became the predominant deal. It had always been the ace had always been a one versus basically a whatever a high card, mm -hmm. twelve or thirteen, and um, and that really changed the dynamic in Vegas. Where when ace high went up, then everything was was changed. Hmm. Um, and so the royal flush is your your penultimate hand, and that's ace high, uh, ace king queen jack ten all in one suit. That's called a royal flush. Then you go to a straight flush, which is uh, five consecutive cards in one suit. So it could be an eight, seven, six, five, four in clubs. And then you got four of a kind, which everybody thinks, oh, that's amazing. I got four jacks. Well, still, a straight or a royal flush is going to beat that. A full house is then three of a kind and a pair. So you've got like three tens and two nines. That's a full house. That beats everything else. Other than these uh, 
part of things I've already read to you. And then you've got the flush, which is just say five cards, and they don't have to be a straight. You can get a straight, which just says any uh, suit, but it's a sequence of five cards. You get three of a kind, two pair, pair, and then a, and then a high card. Uh, that's kind of the hierarchy of the ten ways to win a hand in poker. So just so you know, um, I, I think probably most people know that, but uh, I do think it helps just to set that. So out of Texas Hold'em, there are seven cards that you get to play with. Mm-hmm. You get two that are your own. Then there are five that dealt. And so somehow a combination of your two and those five, you have to come up with a, 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 a hand, a hand of, out of five, five. Okay. that you think is better than mine or Andrew's. Yeah. And then you're betting on that four different times. And so the reason it got so uh, popular is because people thought that this is a strategic game that I'm either going to bluff my way through to win or I have the ability to be smarter than you on what I'm going to get in my two cards plus three out there or one of my cards plus four out there, et cetera. So there you go. So have you ever played poker with your kids? I've tried. Yeah? I've tried. They, they've not shown any interest at all. And I'm okay with that. We went through a phase where you were playing poker, you and Aaron and Cameron. Yeah, and we were playing with all the neighborhood Yeah, all the boys. neighborhood kids over in Flower Mound used to get together and play poker all the time. Yeah. It was... I remember that. That's uh, a good phase. Oh, really? I can, I can imagine the reason why poker's so popular on TV as well is because it's... Or at least Texas Hold'em is because it could, like... It can get kind of suspenseful at times. Like, oh. As a dealer, like keeps putting out cards and like it goes around and it's like this guy needs this card in order to yeah. take out the other guy and well see that's the yeah that's the strategy standing up and- oh yeah no that's the strategy of it <laughs> mm-hmm. is that it's brinksmanship you know it's like well i'm gonna wait and i'm gonna bet and stay in until i see that last card the river they call it the river at the end mm-hmm. um and 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 i'm gonna kind of have the the wherewithal to stay in to beat you or I'm not, I'm going to fold and there's no way I can make it because you know, but bluffs are a big part of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that's Texas Hold'em. So I think it's a fascinating game. Super fun. Great to play with uh, pals uh, all within reason. I would say when you're gambling real money. <laughs> <laughs> so when are we going to get a poker tournament together? Uh, hey, I say tonight. Let's all go. Right, let's do it. Let's I, do it. I got some cards. Yeah, you know, I bought I bought a deck of cards recently. You know, you tell know you that? I, no, I didn't know that. Oh, Here's yeah, why I bought did. it. Our my, our VP of marketing where I work, yeah. he's like a fantastic magician. Oh, and so we were at a trade show. And he was standing outside of our booth, like doing all these coin magic tricks. And then he pulled out a deck of cards and started doing all these tricks. Oh, and I was like, oh man, I'm gonna learn how to do that. Okay. Know? So I came home and you know I went to Amazon and ordered some cards and cards came in and I started watching YouTube videos. But the problem is you gotta. I mean, it's all about manipulation of these cards. Oh. And it no, takes I didn't know that. years to learn. Yeah, because they're... That's sleight of hand? It's all sleight of hand, right? Okay. And he'll sit there and he'll do things in front of me. Like, we went to dinner a couple weeks ago when I was in California, me and another co-worker, and he was sitting across from the two of us, 
And he pulls out a deck of cards. And I always ask him, like, hey, man, do some magic tricks. You know? <laughs> like a little kid. <laughs> so he pulled out a deck of cards. He started doing all this stuff. And it's right there. And we're just like amazed. Oh, wow. And then he kind of showed us a couple. He'll tell us a couple of tricks. He won't uh-huh. tell us everything. Uh-huh. But the stuff he does to manipulate the cards is just incredible. And oh. so I thought, man, I'm going to have to invest a lot of time in this. I can't. Yeah, uh, you're not. I, I can't barely shuffle the deck. I was going to ask you if, if you're a good shuffler. <laughs> I'm not a, Are you a good, good shuffler. Can you do that shuffle and then do that? Do the like, ruffle thing? The ruffle thing? No, I can't, I can't do that Amy part. can do that. I can't do that. I can't do that I part. used to be able to do it. Oh. I lost my touch. You lost your technique? Yeah. Usually after I It was shuffle. probably during that phase of... During the poker, poker phase, thing. yeah, yeah. Like after I good. shuffle it, like the cards are slightly bent. Yeah, mine too. <laughs> I'm not very good at that. <laughs> I'm not very good at that. Well, hey, well, hey, I appreciate you guys listening uh, to Texas Hold'em. I do have a couple of ranch updates, though. Yeah, go you, for it. You mind if I give you that? And and this is a real gag. Uh, event. So we've got a we've got a young lady, uh, Karis and her baby living with us, and um, and I make her gag every time I even talk about this. So Scout, uh, one of Caroline's barrel horses, is back at the house, and she got injured. You know, I told you about that a while back. Mm-hmm. So she got injured two three weeks ago, and a uh, major gash. And so they'd stitched it up, probably twenty stitches. And when you cut through horse hide, it's a big deal. It's on her back, right butt cheek, mm-hmm. right. And so it's probably a eight inch gash, and so she punctured her horse hide somehow. So anyway, Doc Shepard came over the other day, and and it is all split wide open, and he basically cut away the necrotic tissue. And um, he's like, Kyle, you're going to have to do hydrotherapy ten to fifteen minutes a day for the next few weeks on this horse. What does that mean? So basically, he said, get a hose, stick your thumb over the end of it so that it's got high pressure. And just jam it into that wound and just blast out all the whatever nastiness. Mm-hmm. I have to do that once a day and then I spray it over with this basically, you know, spray band aid, this aluminum kind of band aid stuff. And then I put fly spray over the top of that. Gosh, that's it is terrible. A, it's probably a, you know, a four by four open wound where you're literally seeing muscle tissue. What did this person do to Scout, man? She ran into something. She ran into something. So there is an opening of about a four by four of horsehide gone on, on Scout's butt. They don't stitch it up? They did, and she broke it all. She broke all, you know, probably out of the 20 stitches, she broke probably 16 of them. There are two at the top and two at the bottom that are still there that he left, and then he just cut away all the necrotic dying tissue. That's horrible, and, man. So now it's all growing back in, and so I have to do all this hydrotherapy. So that's fantastic. Number two is, I told you, I've just planted 20 trees. I've transplanted 20 trees from Oklahoma to Texas, and um, I have high hopes for that. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's how, it. How are the tomatillos? How, how did you? Uh, I hope how did dead. you plan out your? You know where you're going to put all these so, trees. So it was artistic, and I asked for help, and nobody really cared. So but, who'd you ask? I asked everybody in my house, and nobody really cared. They're like, whatever, whatever, Dad. And I even asked Amy, and she's like, Yeah, just don't plant one right there. And that was about it. And then I put these 20 trees all around the arena. I put them all throughout where kind of I put you know kind of gaps. And we've had a couple of post oaks die, probably three or four post big hundred year old post oaks die over the last five years. Yeah. And so I'm trying to replenish that. But these are like six feet trees, six foot tall trees that need a hundred years to get yeah. 
They'll be good in 100 years from now. I hope so. But anyway, it was hard. So you just randomly placed 20 trees across yeah. the whole place. Yeah, and I hope they live. And it's They're hard. Have a forest. It is hard. Do you know how hard it is to dig up a tree? Yeah. For real. It's I've done it. massively hard. And then this ground and that here was in is Oklahoma. Like, the ground up there was soft because they've got a ton more rain than we have here. Okay. And uh, so, so digging them up was not nearly as – it was still bad. And do you know, like the one oak – I can only get one oak because I think the stem root or whatever the main root going down is every bit as far down as it is up top. Hmm. And so I just couldn't dig an eight-foot hole no. with a, you know, a shovel. Wow. I didn't have a backhoe or something or one of those whatever little scoopy things that you grab the whole root ball with. Mm-hmm. I just had a shovel. It was very difficult. Yeah, well, we lived over in North Richland Hills for a while. Yeah. And I had to plant some trees over there and stuff. And the just the ground over there was like concrete, man. The ground here is like concrete. I had yeah. to use a pick the entire time, a yeah. giant pick. Yeah, and that's the worst part. Yeah. Over in Flower Mound, I don't know if you ever planted much over there, at least mm. where we were at. The soil was completely different. Oh, really? Yeah. Kind of succulent? It was like this reddish kind of easy to dig through soil. No, this is clay. Yeah. We, we got have hard clay, clay here. here. Yeah. It, it's, you know, like concrete. So. Yeah, that's not fun. Yeah, so that's uh, that's the couple of ranch updates. Just hydrotherapy on a massive horse wound. When's that going to be healed up? I don't know. Uh, while we're recording, Doc Shepard just texted me, says, keep them up. I was asking him if I could let Scout go because I got the donkeys in with her for companionship because she goes crazy because Caroline took Harper back to college and horses are so collegial that they go crazy if their buddies leave them. So I got the donkeys in there. Poor things just pinned up with the horse for companions. And uh, anyway, so it'd probably be another week or two. Hmm. How's the garden? Uh, it's, it's no good. It's, no? it's on its last leg. Any miniature tomatillos? Well, they're still there. Are they microscopic at this they're point? Still, they keep yeah. getting smaller and smaller. They get they're getting <laughs> s- non-existent to this point. I like little those t- up in a BB gun. Little tiny yeah, tomatillo BBs. Yeah, like yeah. nerds. They'll they be back next year. <laughs> Maybe a little bit bigger. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, thank y'all for listening to our episode on Texas Holdings. Look us up on iTunes and leave a review. Adios. See you.